Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, is Zion Williamson set for a big season with New Orleans? What the Pelicans see from their franchise player that has them saying, oh yes, he could be back. Plus, Damian Lillard, he's been dropping bars all summer about Portland, but hear what he had to say about the bubble championship, the best guard in the league, and Kevin Durant. But we need to start our show with Giannis Antetokounmpo because his extension offer, it is on the horizon. But how can the Bucks prove there is a winning future in Milwaukee? Well, let's take a little trip back. In a recent interview, he casted a little bit of doubt on whether or not he would commit to the franchise long term. I want to win. I have to do whatever it takes for me to win. And if there's a better situation for me to win the Larry O'Brien, I have to take that better situation. Right there was the most important thing that happened in the NBA this summer. This is just the reality of a star in the NBA. The front office should be nervous. The fan base should be nervous. And everybody in the city of Milwaukee should be nervous. All right, so how did the Milwaukee Bucks get here? One of the most stable contenders in the league. Suddenly, their future, it's a little bit murky. Well, I think we need to start in April, right? That's when they're off season. It, it started a little bit earlier than expected. They lost to the Heat in just five games. But then, in July, Giannis had a knee surgery that was deemed routine. I always think it's interesting when it's a routine surgery. But then in August, he said this on social media, right? He said, since the conclusion of my NBA season, I have been pushing my body to the limits. And after months of work with more multiple meetings with the medical staff, it is clear I'm not ready to compete in the level that I would need to in order to participate in the World Cup. But if you're worried, let me just show you this over here. If there were any doubts about his status heading into his 11th season with the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis, he cleared that up yesterday. He posted this on social media. He said, man, I can still dunk. And you know what? As long as the Bucks can still do that, Milwaukee's still good. Yeah. So I'm here in studio with Ramona Shelburne, with the one and only Zach Lowe. Shanae Gumake will be beaming in with us momentarily <laughs> from New York City. But why are we talking about Giannis now? Because what happens on Friday, Zach Lowe? He becomes eligible for an extension that he's probably he not going to sign. eligible for an extension that he's probably not going to sign, and it doesn't actually make much sense for him to sign it financially right now as we speak. There is Shanae Gumake as promised. But let's just cut to the chase, Ramona. We've heard the comments. We've heard them over the last several days. Mm -hmm. What is clear is Giannis wants to be on a contender. So what does he need to do to see from the Bucks to make that happen? Well, the easy answer is that they need to win this year. But that gets complicated because Drew Holiday is extension eligible later this year. And what happens with Drew Holiday's extension greatly affects what happens with Giannis Antetokounmpo's decision about whether he stays in Milwaukee and, and whether he wants to do that 
this summer. And so Drew Holiday is the bellwether. You know, they talk about that yeah. in politics. That's the bellwether state. What happens with the Drew Holiday situation this spring and this summer is a bellwether for what happens for Giannis. Right. So that's in February that Drew Holiday is yes. eligible to sign that extension all the way through June. But Zach, Giannis has made it clear in several interviews at this point, obviously starting with the New York Times, that winning is his priority. So what's going to be the key for the Bucks to get to looking like the title favorites that we've talked about them as in the last couple of years? You mean like someone like an idiot right here picked them to win the title <laughs> last year all season? Uh, look, bad, you can, are never a bad bet. You can you can frame their flame out against Miami yeah. any way you want. You can sure. say, well, Giannis got injured, it doesn't matter, or yep. you can say the way everybody else played and the way they collapsed late in games was disturbing, particularly on offense. And I think they need to get that crutch back, that play that they would lean on over and over and over, which was the Chris Middleton Giannis pick and roll. They couldn't go to it often enough when they really needed it against Miami. And Chris Middleton was not healthy for much of last season. Now, he had a good playoff. That's a good start. But they kind of lost the plot on offense. They also don't really have a backup point guard. Right. And depending on yep. how you consider Drew Holiday, really a real reliable veteran point guard at all. Drew's kind of a combo guard. And the dilemma for the Bucks this year is this. Number one, they have to win. There is no yep. choice. They have to be all in to win. They can trade one first-round pick, mm -hmm. and they have to decide. Is there a player out there that's worth a protected first-round pick that helps us win? Maybe another ball handler. Tyus Jones is a name that comes to mind, and maybe that's too much for Tyus Jones. Or do we keep our powder dry in the summer, bet on this team to win enough that in the summer when we can trade more picks, Ooh. we can do something bigger? The, the question is, can you wait for the summer? Do you have yep. that luxury of time? I'm not sure that they do. And it's not just can you. you it's not a nebulous you. It is Giannis. Can you wait until right. the summer? Because if they fall short of that, that is the feeling that it, it seems around the NBA right now, is that everyone's ears, they're on alert after hearing these comments from Giannis. But a, a year ago, I think most people would have said, Giannis is the best player in the NBA. Yep. I think we have to give that now to Nikola Jokic, right? The unofficial crowd, if you will, because he led Denver to a championship. So, Chine, how does Giannis kind of get back to that? Because at the end of the day, it's what Zach said. Yes, they need to shore up the backup point guard position. Yes, they need to be healthy. Yes, they need a little bit of luck. But this starts and ends with Giannis. Well, when Giannis Antetokounmpo is healthy, he is the best player in the NBA, especially if you put defense into the equation. Now, Jokic and Giannis, they're, they're neck and neck. Both two-time MVPs, both have won championships. But as it pertains to Giannis, when he is healthy, he is the best player in the NBA just for where he affects the game overall. But when Chris Middleton is healthy, this could really be championship favorites. And I think that's why Zach alluded to the eyes being not only on Giannis, but his team, the construction, the Drew Holiday decision, and potentially the impact of that. I love that picture that Giannis posted. I think he, he was like, you, just in case y'all forgot, look what I do. Because these past seasons, the conversation has not been around him or them. And as Zach said, the way that they flamed out. So. I love these two. I love that it's coming down to the center position and the unique ways that they both dominate the game. But the reality is when Giannis is healthy and if he's able to be healthy at the right time, we feel like this is a team that is a safe bet, of course. But really, like, the expectation is on championship. And I think all the pieces involved know that that is what is required. All the pieces are there. You mentioned it. Chris Middleton just hasn't been healthy. Brooke Lopez, a couple of seasons ago, he's dealing with the back injury. It felt kind of like Pat Connaughton, who was yep. a huge piece of that championship team. Maybe, I don't want to say took a little bit of a step back, but maybe he did a little bit. All the pieces fell incorrectly, let's say, for Milwaukee last season. Do, is this good enough, Zach? Do, do they have enough right now? 
Absolutely they have enough. If they're healthy, they, they are in the inner circle of title contenders. There's absolutely no question about that. Boston reinvented itself with Kristaps Porzingis. we got to see how that goes. Miami is kind of playing the waiting game with Damian Lillard. Philadelphia is, to put it politely, a little bit of a mess. Yes, absolutely they can win it all. You just have to wonder, what is the hangover effect of how badly they lost against Miami? And yeah, Giannis wasn't healthy, yeah. but the, the total collapse was borderline disturbing. And how much do they feel this day-to-day -day anxiety given what Giannis has said? But absolutely yes. they've got enough, no question. Well, that's the piece of it too, Ramona, is that every time there's a three-game losing streak, yep. if there is one, right? You know, the Milwaukee Bucks are great. I'm not saying yeah. that. But every time there's a three-game losing streak, every time there's an injury that's like, oh, right, the everyone starts to look back. And they yep. haven't necessarily been in a position to experience right. that before. Well, they've had organizational stability, and that's part of the reason why we were calling them the new Spurs last year because of the stability they've had on that roster and within the organization. But Giannis has been very clear, and, and Zach and I, we talked about this on your podcast last week. He's He falls into that category, at least for me, of too good to trade. As long as you have him, you have a chance to win. He is that good. That's LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Players of this ilk are too good to trade or even think about trading. And so you have to build a team and a roster around them that can win. They are until Kevin, I mean, Kevin Durant just got traded by his request. So it's almost like they, they are, Zach, Giannis, absolutely. They, Milwaukee should be doing everything in their power to get to the point where Giannis wants to be a Milwaukee Buck for life. But it is far more common when you look at the Dirk path to be a with one franchise your entire career and win like Dirk did than it is to be with one franchise your entire career and have Kobe levels of championships. It, it, that's just the fact of the matter. And is that good enough for Giannis? I don't know the answer. Well, that's the cycle of team building, right? When you have a veteran in his prime, you tend to trade your future for the now. And then the now gets old and you don't have the future in front of you. There is no reliable pipeline of picks and young players, at least not yet, that Giannis can look to and say, that's the guy I can rely on in three or four years. And that's why there's so much pressure on this team to win right now. And they do have the goods to do it. By the way, we should mention first year head coach on top of all this. Right, Adrian First Griffin. year head coach. Right. So you add that. There's just a recipe over here that's mixing that, Janae, we are going to need to keep tabs on all season long. All right. We got a lot to get to on our show still to come on NBA Today on this fine Wednesday. Damian Lillard, did you hear this? He declared himself the best point guard in the world, but that's not all. So it's only right we do another Dame edition of Hot Summer Mics. Hear from him in just a couple of minutes. Plus, we also have the latest on whether or not to expect Zion Williamson. Remember him? To be ready for opening night, we have the inside report on how he's looking in the gym as we speak. And the Celtics, they made some major moves this offseason. What is their starting five going to look like? Zach Lowe, he has some thoughts coming I up do? here on NBA Today. Oh, Many, no. the best thoughts. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. NBA Today is brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Throughout the highs, throughout the lows, you stay even kill. Stay in the moment. What's left right now? Nothing. It's a win to win for us. You got to be better in game six and close the series. James goes to the rim once again, lays it up and in. Trying to win himself from the ring. Oh, Rajon Rondo putting on a show. This game has completely gotten away from Miami. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Organization want their respect. Laker Nation want their respect. I want my damn respect, too. Welcome back to NBA Today. Back here with Ramona, with Zach and Shanae. Can you guys believe, remember, is the most iconic Anthony Davis shot, the one that he hit in the bubble, in a Lakers uniform, is that is that his most? And then yelled shot? Kobe. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that, his shot. That can you believe that that was on this date, in the bubble? Oh wow! Obviously, the Lakers ended up capturing their 17th title, taking down the Heat in six games. Why do we mention that? Well, because it is the perfect segue for some hot summer mics. And this is going to be the all Damian Lillard edition because here's what he had to say about the credibility of that 2020 Lakers championship. Take a listen. <clears throat> I felt like that was the best version of me to that point. So, like, I don't understand what people mean when they talk about it in credit. I feel like it would have been hard to to win that because people was fresh. I feel like based off of how my body felt and what I knew our experience was, like, we had never seen a, a more fresh version of, like, the opposition than we did at that time. All right, so as someone who spent 107 days, yeah. <laughs> but who was counting, I was every single one of them in the bubble. I, I, I agree with Dame. What, what do you think about his reaction to the 2020 title? Hell yes, he's right. And every team had to play under the same conditions. That Were they ideal? Were they different? You know, that's just reality. And the only reason that this is a talking point is because the Lakers and LeBron James were the ultimate winners of that championship. And the Lakers are the most popular team in the league. LeBron, arguably the greatest player of all time. What comes with that is an entire industrial complex of people who want to tear your accomplishments down. If any other team won this title, we would never be talking about it again. I can tell you this. People within other teams, Milwaukee, the Clippers, who had title hopes that year, don't look back on it and say, who cares, it's the bubble, it doesn't really count. Mm. They look back on it and say, man, we lost a precious chance at the thing that we all play for, the championship. So Dame is right. Yeah, the, The people who handled the bubble the best are the ones who won. Right? The Heat handled the bubble the best. 
The yeah. Lakers handled the bubble the best. Like there were teams that just could not be away from home and be in that environment for that long. And so I think Dame, he's right. That was some of the best basketball of his career. I mean, I, I think his series against Oklahoma City a couple of years earlier was right up there. But I, I, but yeah, Dame average <laughs> Dame time. 37 and 10 yeah. in the bubble, Cheney. Like that's yeah. that's the kind of hooping we were talking about. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously there's an argument for guys like Anthony Davis who have dealt with Knicks and Knacks to say, all right, the bubble allowed you a little rest before that run. But if you talk to any player, which at that yep. time I was on the Players Association on in the WNBA, what they were going through to put themselves up to the task of playing and then also the advocacy and then also competing for a championship, that ring still yeah. rings. It still <laughs> rings. It still blinks. That ring still rings. Dame was the, yeah. what was he, the, the MVP of the bubble because we had that. Yeah. All right, let's move on on our Hot Summer Mike's tour. He also made some comments about Kevin Durant joining the 73-win Warriors. That was back in 2016. Here's what he had to say. I never do nothing like that. I lose every year before I go. So you're trying to say with KD that you wouldn't do that? If I'm if Kevin Durant, I've Kevin said, Durant, I've my said man, I'm not this, talking about I've it. said this. Plenty of times before. I think KD is, obviously, he's one of the greatest players of all time. But if I was in his shoes, I wouldn't have done that personally. Ramona, I know you have some strong thoughts on this one. I mean, look, he wants to join the Miami Heat. And they pretty, just went to the finals two out of three years. Um, that Warriors team, though, with 73 wins. You can say that about Kevin if you want. They played beautiful basketball. And I also think this idea, like, of, you know, it was the Warriors and the super team. It's a convenient thing to say now. Um, Kevin... Kevin has been on a lot of different teams, and part of Damian Lillard's brand is that he has been the loyal guy. He has been the guy who stayed, who stuck it out, who planted who planted himself there and decided to try and make the best of it. And so, okay, you can say that now, but he's kind of trying to join a team like that right now. I mean, right? the, the, the Warrior the dynasty, different dynasty. level maybe than the Miami. But, Chanae, go ahead, your thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously it's different when the team you're joining has been a dynasty and you're joining that. I think everyone knows what the criticism with Kevin Durant was. Yeah. But I don't think Dame means as much shade. Every basketball yeah. player would say, like, that's not the goal when you start playing. You want to be that loyal person. You want to be able to build with one franchise forever. And by the time you get to our age, which we're all sort of in the same ballpark, you start thinking, all right, legacy is a big factor for me. I may have to move. Now, the extreme is doing what KD did and moving to the dynasty. But, but I don't think they're afraid of this foreign idea of moving. I think there's a separation between the two. Go ahead, Zach. We, we yeah. recognize well, each well, other. The, the Warriors, we're using the D word here pretty liberally. The Warriors had won one title yeah. when Kevin Durant joined them. They were not a dynasty yet and now have kind of become one of these Spursy dynasties where they win a lot over a, a long, long span. But look. Yes, he wants to join the Miami Heat. I do think there's a difference between a three-star team, which we've seen over and over again in the NBA, and what the Warriors became, which was an unprecedented four-star team because of the cap spike. That's the only reason that yeah. ever happened. I do think there's a difference. But I, I, are we paying Dame for all this content? Dame is like, how many Amazing. podcasts did he do? Also, he wasn't supposed to be able to say anything, right? He was like, there was like a fine at the end. Hey. And it's amazing how much he was able to say and, without And guess what? Saying anything. He wasn't there's even more. done. There is more. <laughs> I'm just going to get out of his way because he was asked who he thinks is the best point guard in the league right now. I don't think nobody is better than me. Like right. when I, I don't think nobody's better than me. When I get on the court, that's probably my my greatest strength is I believe what I believe, and that's that's what it is. You think but, you're the best point guard in the NBA right now? Yeah. 
Janae, what do you think? You saw my affect change. The compilation of these three sound bites are like Dame to a T. Yeah. So he may not be literally saying what he actually is thinking, but you're getting his mentality. Hey, I'm a loyal guy. Hey, I don't think yep. anybody as a point guard Good is point. better than me. So I'm not reading too much into it, but I am here for Dame because he knows how to control his own narrative. You know when it's serious is when Shanae's eye starts going like this. Like this. <laughs> I mean, but the, the truth, he's, look, he's not that, he's not far off on this statement dame is a fantastic i mean what, what, who are we putting in this category is this dame versus steph dame versus shay dame luca but are we calling luca point guard is he a point forward lebron james like the definition of point Giannis. guard is very different <laughs> right point Giannis. yeah point Giannis. i mean but i don't know i think he's in this conversation i voted for him for all nba even though he sat out the last 17 games of the year because i felt like that wasn't really him he wasn't just sitting out to sit out. There was a mutual decision with him and the team. He's certainly in that conversation. There's no question he's in the conversation. I mean, he, he was on my All-NBA yeah. team, too. Uh, he's been on my MVP ballot, Dame, multiple times. He's in the conversation. We can dis- I would disagree with him. I would put Steph over him, maybe Luca, but he's in the conversation. And what really matters is, to Shanae's point, it's that he believes it. What else is he supposed to do? That's how yep. you go out there and become Damian Lillard, a top 75 all-time player, et cetera, et cetera. That's how you do it. Well, and the other piece that matters most urgently is that that is the player that if the Miami Heat get, what were we talking about last season? What were they short on last season? All yeah. of those strengths. Three-point shooting. Yep, that Damian Lillard knows that he has he would bring them to Miami and, and potentially put them in another stratosphere of teams. All right, coming up on NBA Today, what are the expectations for Zion Williamson this season if he's on the court? Well, we have the latest on whether or not he's going to be ready for opening night. And, I mean, did you guys see this? Did you see the game last night? The Ooh. Liberty? My goodness. Can we get a best of five series? Because that was <laughs> too good. It breaks down how they completed their first sweep since 2015. We have full highlights. Plus, Giannis is looking to add something new to his bag this season. So find out who he's planning on working out with. We'll be right back after the break. It's not me. <laughs> This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. He's 
obviously had injury history, a little bit of offseason drama. It comes down to health. You can't trust them. I don't think this guy is going to put in the time to be great. Zion's value is debatable. All right, welcome back. So Zion Williamson, he only played in 29 games last season. And when he was in uniform, the Pelicans, they were actually a top three team out west. But after his hamstring injury in New Orleans, they just tumbled down the conference standings all the way to 10th. And then in July, remember Zion said this. He said, quote, there are a lot of things I could have done better. I didn't. I'm in the process of fixing those wrongs. And then yesterday, Pelicans Vice President David Griffin, he backed up the work that Zion has been putting in. You know, he tells everyone publicly that will listen, he loves New Orleans and he wants to be here. And he's continuing to do what he says he's going to do. I mean, he was here uh, and he was in our building more than he had been. And he stayed in the city longer and more often in the offseason working here on his own than he has. Um, I don't think there's a lot of him that's trying to go elsewhere, um, which is good. So hopefully he's finding a way to, to get himself into the right space and more importantly, the right frame of mind. So Andrew Lopez, our reporter covering the Pelicans, he jumped on the wildly successful Low Post podcast and he reported that the expectation <laughs> is that Zion is going to be ready for the start of the season. But Zach, can I tell you what, what I was listening to this podcast on my drive in, what made me literally, almost, I almost needed to pull over my car when I heard it. Can you guess? No. It was that he has only played in oh, 30 yeah. games in one season in one season Zion Williamson has only played more than 30 games so it's easy to forget when you hear that how dominant he is when he's actually on the floor can you remind us a little bit here Zach before we move forward yeah this dude when he's on the court is a one-man top five offense in the NBA he can do literally everything and he's a fast tank doing all of it and he can do whatever role you need him to do based on who's available and who's on the court so if we go to the tape just three fun plays to highlight if you need him to handle the ball because B.I.'s hurt or whatever. Oh, I can just split Joel Embiid and lay the ball in as point Zion? Sure. One-on-one? -on -one? That's a center, Montrez Harrell. And it's like he's a little bird feather that just gets shoved <laughs> out of the way. And if he misses that, he's going to put it back in. You need me to set a screen for C.J. McCollum because we got a bunch of ball handlers? I can do that. Who's going to stop me? Interesting in this clip, there's no other big man on the floor. Zion at center is something we haven't seen that much of. Maybe we won't see that much of it, but it is a weapon for them. He, by himself is an elite NBA offense. He can do literally everything within the three-point arc at an elite level. There is no answer for him when he's on the floor. So, C.J. McCollum, Zion Williamson, and Brandon Ingram have played in, what, 10, 10 games 10 together? 10 games, 172 minutes. 10 games together, 172 minutes. Zach knows that off the top of his head. Janae, that's what we're able to see from Zion. They're pretty good when those three guys play together. What do you need to see from him to make you feel good about, oh, yeah, this is a team that's, what, $2.9 over the luxury tax and needs to actually start to win some games now? Well, what I also know on the top of my head is that when Zion is out there in 29 games, he averaged 26 points, shot 61% from the field goal. And mind you, the Pelicans were 17 and 12, which is pretty good. I think with their core unit out there and Zion healthy, a good goal is for him to be a candidate for awards, meaning he's played in 65 games. He's played 20 minutes each. If that is the case, maybe not the expectation of 82, but say, hey, Zion, our goal is for you to be have the ability to be award eligible, and then you keep the pieces around him, the Pelicans will be so happy with that. So I'm impressed that we listened to the low post pod because I'm a, 
I haven't been on there in a while, Zach. Oh, this yeah, is you don't, you don't the call-up. This you don't is the call-up. She doesn't text any of us back, Zach. This what is are you the... talking about? <laughs> today, we love you. Um, I love it. That's here's some the good deal. Shade. Janae, you're saying 65 games. I just said it only one season he has played in more than 30, and that was 61 games. So what? what are the realistic expectations here? I mean, when David Griffin says we've seen him in our building more this offseason, that's like starting from we never used to see him, and now we've seen him a bit, okay? Yeah. So that's, that's a good start. But so much, of, so much of what needs to happen with Zion is that he has to realize it has to come from within. Nobody can tell him what to do. He has to feel this from within him own self and make those changes that he talked about on all the different podcasts he's been on. And that helps. Starting to show up. Be in front of people. Let them see you. Work with the team personnel. Work with teammates who are in the building. That's a really encouraging sign if you're with the Pelicans right now because, flat out, Malik, you talked about how many games he's played. It's also just being around. Like when he's had injury recoveries, he was in, he was at the Nike headquarters. He last saw offseason in Fort Lauderdale. He's been all over the place except in the building where they can see him. And some of that is them putting people around him that he has a level of trust and a working relationship with. And I think that's all starting to come together. But number one, it has to come from within. And it seems like it might be starting to. So we're talking all about Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson plays for a team called the New Orleans Pelicans, who also have C.J. McCollum on an extension. He's a veteran. Brandon Ingram is now in the prime, the middle of his prime. He's eligible for a Supermax. Jonas Valanciunas is on an expiring contract. He's a veteran. They are built to win now. We can sit here and talk about how many games Zion is going to play, awards, all of that. The Pelicans, they were 18-8 and eight last year in their first 26 games. They're one of, like, nine teams in the West where if you wake up in March – and they're third in the conference, you wouldn't be surprised. If you wake up in March and they're 11th in the conference, you wouldn't be surprised. Yep. There's a lot at stake for them. We can talk about the big fella over and over. This team is built to win today, and they just haven't been able to do it, partly because of his health. But there's a broader team here that's really interesting. When you say there's a lot at stake, just just please, please remind us what exactly we're talking about here. Well, we're just we're talking about this team has been in a waiting period for a yeah. long time. They put some chips there's in decisions. to get CJ McCollum. There's guys that are extension eligible and there's decisions down the road, including with the draft picks they own from the Milwaukee Bucks via the Drew Holiday trade. Do they put those in play to try to help their team? Now they own a Lakers pick. They own a lot of stuff. Well, and, and to your point, as we put up a, a photo of Zion Williamson yoked. working out, I feel like yoked. But I, I'm with Zach Lowe in the, the business of Zion Williamson off-season photos, Ben Simmons off-season photos. How, how are we feeling about those right now, Zach? Uh, I am opting out of the Zion and Ben Simmons <laughs> social media industrial complex. Uh, it is, it's nice. The photos are great. Yeah. I want to see it on the floor. Yeah, they're inspirational, right? We all need to... Be, you know, Zach opts out of social media, period. Yes, so. this is also true. But, Janae, you opt out of texting back. So, like, well, oh, Occasionally. Oh, I, I'm always working. I'm always working. Coming Probably up on NBA Today, right Janae, we're keeping her Which working phone? because the Liberty, they survived an OT thriller last night. How they got it done. What they're going to need to do going forward if they want to hoist the championship trophy this season. Janae Agumake, she's breaking it down. I know how to get Janae. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. 
With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to NBA Today. All right, we had some great playoff basketball last night. Overtime in Brooklyn. Liberty looking for a two-game sweep of the Mystics. This is how it went down. We're going to head out there now. This is game two, remember. And Natasha Cloud, she was talking a little bit before this game, and then she doubled down on guarding Sabrina Unescu in layup lines. Plan is to stay on there as much as possible tonight. Obviously, I'm going to be switched off at points. For the most part, I'm her nightmare tonight. <laughs> she said, I'm her nightmare, Chenea Gumake. And this clip right here shows yeah. exactly what she was talking about. I mean, look at her defending before the play starts, the awareness. This was a career high night for Natasha. Mind you, she talked trash consistently the day before, the day of, during. The only thing that was missing was what would come at the end. Absolutely. She had a career high 33 points. To your point about a career night, she also added six rebounds, nine assists, held the Liberty to five of 12 shooting. Huge but the shot. Liberty just would not go away quietly. Stewie giving them a three-point lead, but not so fast. Final seconds of regulation here. That volleyball tap, Tosh to Slim, and Slim shushed the crowd. I see you, Brittany Sykes. And it was a <laughs> raucous crowd indeed. Serena Unescu misses. And Play then the once again, once again, the Liberty head to the free throw line down two. Tie game at this point. Final seconds of regulation. A critical, critical turnover here. Having a little bit of a discussion mm. about it as it went back and forth. So to overtime, Ramona, we go. There goes John Cloud. That's big right there. And this is when you talk about having home court advantage. When you miss a chance to take somebody out on their home court, this is what happens. Final attempt here. Liberty, they would hang on to win this one. An emotional Natasha Cloud spoke after the game. I have been in D.C. for eight years. It is the only team that looked at me coming out of college. It is the only coaching staff that believed in me. I went through a lot of growing pains throughout my career. Um, so to be where I am today, to be where my feet are today, I'm really proud. I can be a villain. Um, I say what I want. I say it with my chest. <laughs> to have the support of the Mystics organization through and through, it's been a blessing for eight years. It really means a lot to me to wear DC across my chest. And I just hope that I made our organization, our fans, and my family proud. Mm. 
I mean, Ramona, you, you, you feel <laughs> I feel honest. that. I mean, she's just talking about them believing in her and how much that matters in anything you do in life. And when you have a team that puts themselves out there and puts you in that position, I think it means so much. I, I, I love to see the emotion, when you, especially at the end of the season. Um, look, I talked to Brianna Stewart before this series. She was worried about this matchup. Yep. Said this morning, I said, wow, that was a – you, you guys are lucky that was two games, right? That wasn't best of five. That was a, a shorter series. She goes, they are definitely better than their seed. Yeah, well, speaking of Brianna Stewart, Stewart, let's get to the Liberty because they won a playoff series, Shanae, for the first time since 2015. What stood out to you from them? First of all, are you not entertained? Yeah. I mean, we had the trash talk. We had the drama. We had the clutch buckets. Yeah. We had the missed free throws. We had overtime. We had Fat Joe. I'm in New York. I feel the energy. Now, what brought them home, the New York Liberty, was one woman by the name of Brianna Stewart because she was due for a big game and she delivered. So, roll me my tape producer. NBA Today producers, I don't know who did it today, who cut it. All right, here we go. In this pick and roll, Sabrina's probing. Elena Deladon is, is really uh, guarding Stewie. The switch happens, Cloud goes on to her. Clutch time. One minute left. This is where every Hooper wants to get the ball on the elbow to knock down the shot that they know they can knock down in their sleep. Huge play. Towards the end of the fourth quarter in overtime, Stewie had the ball in her hand. She was playing point guard. But I love this. She sees the read. Slim steps up, leaves her man wide open under the rim. Her ability to not only score, but also facilitate almost every possession in the fourth and in overtime was impressive. No team gave Stewie more issues this season than Washington, but guess what? She figured it out. Look at the numbers split. 16 points versus 24, and she had 27 yesterday. The best version of Brianna Stewart is still to come, and that is a very, very scary sight for the league. Amen. Well, the first round of the playoffs, they wrap up tonight right here on the ESPN family of networks. We have a win or go home game three. The Sun at the links at 8 Eastern on ESPN and the app. WNB Countdown. Janae keeps working all night long. It starts at oh, 7.30 yeah. Eastern. <laughs> I want to see more of this series. More three game series. Still to come on MBA today. One of the most <laughs> unstoppable players in the world. They may be getting better. Why Giannis working out with Hakeem. Ooh, that may be cooking up some trouble for the rest of the league. You're watching NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. So Gilbert Arenas, he recently, we're going to say got wind of Giannis Antetokounmpo wanting to work out with Hakeem Olajuwon to prepare mm -hmm. for the upcoming season. And on his No Chill podcast, Agent Zero, he made it clear that he was hearing none of that. <laughs> Nobody want the Hakeem Olajuwon Skywalker. Nobody want none of that all right, let it go. Fifty. That you should be ashamed of yourself. Charging these young whippersnappers. Fifty. When you came in the league in 1984, you wasn't getting fifty thousand a game. <laughs> you trying to make your money back through the youth. Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. I'm sorry, Giannis, but I would not let you spend fifty thousand for that. You fine with this? Shit. That's the dream shake for you. For you, that's the dream shake. It's the cat noise somewhere. <laughs> it's the use of whippersnapper, yeah. which I feel like needs to be incorporated in my vocabulary more often. Apparently, the price tag for Coach Akeem is $50,000. We don't know if Giannis has to pay that. I don't know what's exactly going on here. Let's just cut through all that. Zach, could it actually be useful, do you think, for Giannis to spend some time with Akeem? Yeah, I'm not sure what the going rate should be to be tutored by one of the 15 greatest players of all time. Maybe 50000 is too high. I don't know. But look, 
the year the Bucks won the title, Giannis shot like 45% on floater range shots, which for him are often jump hooks, little turnarounds late in the shot clock. Last year, that part of his game fell off a cliff. It was below 30%. He just couldn't finish any baskets there. And sometimes, look, I know what Gil is saying. The game has evolved away from the low post. It's evolved away from the mid-range. But we just saw Brianna Stewart almost yep. ice a playoff game with a turnaround jumper from 14 feet. Sometimes when you're the best guy, you can't gyro step your way all the way to the rim every single time. Gyro they, step? Gyro step. They hero <laughs> step. Whatever the pronunciation <laughs> okay. is. I get it. They needed that element of Giannis's <laughs> game when they won the title. They didn't have it last year. And I do think in big moments they're going to need it again. So if it takes 50 grand with Akeem, Spend 50 grand with Akeem. I don't know about that, but take a look at this. This is how he chooses to operate on offense. We know he's dominant. He's a dominant player when he's driving. But his post-up efficiency, it actually isn't what you might expect, Zach. This is despite his incredibly high volume. Uh, we've seen the post-game work. I mean, last season, the most effective player in the league posting up was, was Nikola Jokic. I mean, look, Kobe Bryant worked with Hakeem Olajuwon at about this same stage in his career because as you get older, you can't rely on the drives to the basket and your athleticism to just get by everybody. I still think Giannis has many years where he can rely on that. But as you get older, you rely on that post-up game. You rely on – you have to have a different look. And so we always talk about Giannis and he can improve upon his free throw shooting or his three-point shooting. But this mid-range game, that that post-up game, there is nobody better than Hakeem Olajuwon. And as he says, he's looked up to him his whole life. He yep. was the number one guy in Nigeria. And I think, like, what, 50 grand. I mean, what are we talking about? It's a game check for Giannis. Yeah, sure. But what are we but talking about? Zach, is there anything? Well, what is the one expertise that you'd be like, yeah, I'm confident enough that I'm going to charge $50,000 for someone to learn this from me? For, that I would teach? Yeah, for uh, you. N- napping? Power napping? I'm in power a nap. power nap. Like, I could say I'm going to nap for 20 minutes. I Bam, can't. 20 minutes later, I I actually up. might consider that because um, I'll I... I'll give you a discount. 25000 Power nap lesson. Gosh, what a steal. Coming up on NBA Today, I don't know if they need any power nap lessons, but the Maybe Celtics... Maybe teach that. They made some major moves, sending out Marcus Smart, bringing in Chris Dapp Porzingis. We're going to take a look at their roster in just 60 seconds. Tatum, did you guys see this? He unveiled his new tattoo. It's the word life, but his favorite characters from each of his favorite films are in, it's hard to describe, but it's hard to debate (laughs) Denzel Washington, that's fine. John Q, Wesley Snipes in White Men Camp Jump, Dash from The Incredibles. All right, all fine, but go go back up there. Go, go up, 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 yeah. What is happening with Will Smith? It's an image from Hitch, right, Ah. when he's having that allergic reaction. And Smith actually responded. He's like, I need to know why. Why that picture of my face just puffing up? And then Tatum responded. He said he would explain it personally. I feel like I kind of want a little bit of that explanation um, because that is fascinating. (laughs) What do you think? What do you think of the tattoo? I mean, that took a (laughs) while. Zach looks shocked. I I have have no comment on the tattoo. Zach looks 
shocked. Um, all right, we're just going to leave the tattoo over there. We know Jason Tatum ha has a lot of them. Maybe that's your favorite, maybe it isn't. Uh, but it hasn't been all good times in Boston this offseason. They traded Marcus Smart right in a three-team deal to acquire Chris Depps Porzingis. But this was the second version of this trade, remember, because the first yep. attempt that failed, it included Malcolm Brogdon, which is something that left the point guard reportedly maybe raising his eyebrows a little bit. But just how much, Ramona? Where do things stand between Brogdon and the Celtics now? Look, I think a lot of – I don't think the, the bad feelings are over, including him in any trade discussions. I mean, my, I think he's, he's a professional. He knows this stuff happens. He understood why those discussions were happening. If anything, I think there was an expectation those discussions might restart. And so anytime your name is out there, it's a little uncomfortable. I think a lot of this has to do with what's going on with his elbow. He had that golfer's elbow right. during the playoffs, and there was some sense that he might need to get surgery on it. He did not do that, and there's a question of when he might be available, how he's available, and to the point where, you know, this is this is what you're going to pay Joe Missoula this, this big money for. This is what you're going to pay Brad Stevens. You have to kind of mend some fences here, but he's still on the team. I don't think those trade talks restart anytime soon. And Jason Tatum is going to spend a lot of time at point guard. When he was out here in Los Angeles, that was one of the things that he worked on because that's, that's frankly what he did quite a bit in the playoffs is initiate the offense. And I think he plays even more of that role going forward this, this season. Well, they need Malcolm Brown. I mean, he was a sixth man yeah. of the year, and they traded – wing for big or guard for big in the smart Porzingis deal. They also got two first-round picks, so it was a good value trade for Boston, but it completely changed the identity of their team, and they're going to need every perimeter player they can get to stay healthy, and that's been a problem or an issue for Malcolm Brogdon throughout his career, but he was out, he was everything they expected and more last season. Let's take a little bit of a closer look, if we could take a field trip altogether back to the big board at the Boston Celtics lineup, because is it fair to say they did maybe a little bit of a, a soft rebuild here this season? They made some, some moves around the edges, some moves around the perimeter, but also it begs the question, what is their starting lineup going to look like? And we touched on this just a little bit yesterday, Zach, uh, but what are you seeing here? Yeah, three of their top seven guys are more or less centers, although Al Horford can play both power forward and center. I would guess that this is their starting five to start the season. You don't invest a huge extension in Kristaps Porzingis to bring him off the bench, and you need an unselfish connector type, defense first type, and Al Horford to tie it all together, which makes Robert Williams, who is probably their best defensive player, certainly their best rim protector the odd man out but they're going to need him in big minutes bigger than he's played before they're going to try all these pairings of big men can he play with Porzingis how does that look defensively we know yep. how it works with Al Horford but that lineup whichever version of it you want is absolutely enormous I mean who's the two guard in that lineup Jalen Brown he's <laughs> enormous as a two guard they're, they lost part of their identity with Marcus Smart, how they play on both ends of the floor, how much they can switch on defense. But they got bigger and very skilled, and size plus skill wins in the NBA. So I still would bet on this team to win a ton of games. Health and just sort of finding that new identity is going to determine how far they get when it really matters. Ramona, I see, I see your wheels turning on this. I mean, Robert Williams coming off the bench, Malcolm off the bench again. They, they didn't have a lot of optionality in the backcourt last year. I mean, they had in, in the front court, and now you have almost too much there. And so they continue to emphasize offense over defense. The identity when they went to the finals was defense. Yep. What I'm looking at right here, did we see defense here? Well, I think the Grant Williams loss was a big <laughs> loss, and I understand why they let him go for tax purposes. Yeah. They did not get Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock went elsewhere to San Antonio, who was part of that trade. But you look at these names. I mean, this guy, Peyton Pritchard, 
didn't play much at all last year. Yeah. He was break in case of emergency. And the rest of these guys are deep bench players. I like O'Shea Brissett, but he's been a deep bench player for most of his career. So their depth beyond guys who are injury prone, Brogdon, Robert Williams, Porzingis, Horford is older. Like that depth is going to be tested throughout the season. Right, and that's the other question about Robert Williams, right? Just bringing him in off the bench, at least as your default. Maybe in a Joel Embiid matchup, he might be looking a little bit differently. Maybe in a Giannis matchup, he might be looking a little bit differently. Does that help him sort of preserve for when they need him the most? Because we know that the Celtics team at this point is not judged by the regular season. They are judged by what they do in the playoffs. So coming in for you, Zach, what are you looking for the early goings for the Boston Celtics that signal to you, oh yes, this is the well-oiled machine that's going to take a step forward next? I want to see how smooth it looks with Porzingis defensively in particular. Are they going to hang him back in the pick and roll? Are they going to try to make him a rover and have Al Horford defend screeners? How how quickly is he shooting against mismatches in the post? Is he being laborious with it and hogging the offense a little bit? The fit is there, but it's got to work. The fit is there. We also just haven't seen Chris Epps Porzingis play in those games that matter in these stakes in a long time. He gives them a different look. He is the unicorn. And when he came into the league, that is the way that people thought of him. And so when you list him at center, Okay, he's not a traditional center, but he did give them some rim protection in Washington last year that we didn't see when he was back in Dallas. And you said Jason Tatum. You expect potentially to see him playing point guard a little yeah, bit Yeah, they, they won't call it point guard, but he will point initiate Jason. that. Yeah, point Giannis, point Zion. We got a point JT. The guy. Yeah. The guy. The, the guy. guy that they're going to need to run everything through. And, you know, we've had so many discussions about the Jays. We've had so many discussions about this this feels like a year for Boston that some big decisions will have to be made if this isn't the year. Uh, am I completely off on that? A lot of pressure on the Celtics. A lot, a lot of, of pressure on the Celtics. They took away the heart and soul of their team. NFL Live coming Somebody up Somebody else has to step into that. Ooh.